Shoot, I could have a kid on the way. For real. Not for now, real, but I'm saying like <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm not breaking any news here. We are in episode seven now. It is a Friday, and we are enjoying this weekend that's coming up. Yes, sir. Without work, how are you doing today, my guy? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, nice and full. Just got back from eating out with the with the fam, and uh, man, just delighted to be here with my good buddy old pal Deontay, oh, little, little John Epps. Oh, hey. Don't be, don't be giving out my government now. Uh, don't be giving out my government. Uh, wait, wait. Did you just have a birthday? Yeah, man. Last year. Last year, bro. Not last year. Bro, Two days ago. Everybody had a birthday last year. Take me. Uh, yeah, man. I did have a birthday. Uh, it was a pretty normal day. Uh, aside the fact that it was, or aside from the fact that it was raining all day, it was cool. It was cool. Spent it with the with the wife and the kid. We just chilled and you know, folded some clothes and uh, went out to eat uh, a nice little bacon burger and uh, came back mm. home chill. Of course, the best thing about it is you know just reflecting on the year. Not so much as you know right. getting stuff, or for me at least, not as you know getting stuff, but just thinking back on the year and like man. All this happened. Like the first thing I think about is this time last year I did not have a kid. <laughs> but this time, oh. you know, like, and then next time this year, next year this time I'm I'm going to be thinking, wow, man, this dude's one year. You know, he's he's well, no, no, cor- the correct way would say he's twelve months old. Oh, <laughs> he's oh yeah, months you don't want to get you want to get it corrected. Like yeah, people start saying he's. He's 21 months. He's yeah. 28 oh, months. Man, like he's three I, years old. I think I might do that, though. Just, just, for, <laughs> just for a bit. He's 17 years old, on the way to the, you know, to the DMV to get his license. How old's your kid? Oh, he's about uh, 2,000 months old. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be one of them parents. Heck yeah. Oh, just just but, to do uh, it. Yeah, happy, happy birthday to you, my guy. I know, I know I've told Appreciate you, it. of course. Um, I had, I didn't, I didn't post it this year, but last year I posted that Facebook memory. You remember that picture of us outside of Colleen high school? Oh, wow. I don't yeah, know if yeah, you remember yeah, it. Yeah. I know. I remember had the, uh, well, the jean shorts on. Yeah. Yeah. So jean shorts on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went, I went back and looked at the comments thinking Karina roasted me talking about, are those jeans or shorts? I can't tell. Like, jorts, okay, man. That's, that's a good one. But, hey, that's they what we jorts. wore back in the day, man. That's but what the, we the, did. The only saving grace was, the only saving grace was the uh, freaking Jays. That was it. Jays. Oh, yeah, those those had, only, the had, only had things had Jays on the feet. Had the, um, what were those? What was that? I can't, I can't remember. Um, but my uncle got it for me. For my birthday. Huh? Imagine that. Um, now it's going to bother me until I remember what. They were the okay, black okay. ones. Yeah, they were black. I, just, I don't remember the number. I man. forgot, too. I, I could picture them in my, in my head, but. I see them, too. Um, to, <laughs> Let me just use my Google. 
to uh go back to what you were saying about you know your birthday and uh-huh. kind of thinking about how things can change in a year or how your son next year gonna be thinking about how he's one year old and so yeah, on and so man. forth. It's just crazy to think about, man. And like I got a wedding coming up in four months, so <laughs> hey. shoot, I could have a kid on the way. For real. Not now, but I'm saying like <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm not breaking any news here. Uh, oh, the, uh, a the year H, from by now. The way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nates. okay. Jordan Eights. Side um, note. <laughs> to uh, kind of reflect and think about the future. It's crazy. Things yeah. can change so quickly. And but so I'm happy quickly. for you, my guy. Appreciate um, that. we're gonna have a great 2020. For sure. Um, for sure. and uh, to to kick things off, Danny, do you remember what we talked about in our very first episode? Our very first topic. Do you, you remember? I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I do not remember. Uh, hmm. Let me it's take okay. a stab in the dark. Ta- yeah, think about it, it about for a little bit. Wait, is that trademark theme music? I don't want to get us taken off the <laughs> side of the. Okay. You good. Just add a little f- flair to it. Hey. Hey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, You know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. No, it's I okay. Don't... It's okay. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. So on our very first episode, uh, we talked about... That was right after the Browns-Steelers brawl. Oh. So we... Yeah. You remember? And we foreshadowed that there might be another one. Was was that? Yeah. yeah, okay. I, I think it's coming back to me a little bit. I would look at my notes, right. but they're on my old phone. It's, Not it's my okay. Android. It's okay. <laughs> um, so it's funny that we talked about a brawl, sports uh-huh. brawl, on our first episode. And to kick things off for this episode, oh man, we had another brawl, man. What? But this time it was uh in college basketball between the Kansas Jayhawks and K State Wildcats. Uh, towards the end of the game. Like literally the last last possession. Hey, uh, I'm not sure what player for K State, but he went up for a layup. And I mean, then... he stole. He was like, actually, hey, he stole whist- it first, right? He said the whist- the whistle ain't been blown, the buzz ain't going off. As far as I'm concerned, we playing ball. Right. So the K State player stole it from Kansas for Silvio De Sosa. Silvio didn't like that, so he swatted it. At- <laughs> he mug. swatted his layup on the other end. Sit that mug back to the parking lot. It, it, and yeah, after he swatted it, he kind of stood over him, like you know, he did the AI a little step. bit. Yeah, he did yeah. the AI step. He stepped over him, and then uh, after that, it was just a very chaotic, chaotic scene. Got benches clear, and he Man. went behind the goal post, or excuse me, the basket. Photographers yeah. getting stomped on. Ch- cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Uh, uh, one of the funniest things, bro. If you like right before about two seconds before uh buddy picks up the the little stool or the chair you can see one of the cheer dudes i think they're called stuntmen one of the stuntmen holding back one of the police officers like hey hey, back up now back up now which i thought was <laughs> so funny because like you would think i mean i don't know what the protocol is for breaking up brawls or whatever who's supposed to get involved with that but you can see the the stadium security guy on the back wall he's chilling and then, of course, there's a police officer, or it looks like a police officer being, like, not held back by the stuntman, but he's, like, shielding him back, like, hey, hey, back up, back up. But, man, everybody in the stands, were they were going crazy. People with their hands over their mouths, people, like, egging it on. 
one lady was on the yeah. ground. She had fell to the floor and was holding on to old buddy's leg. So <laughs> it was crazy. Did you see did you see that one still that's got like a bunch of stuff going on? It's like got uh Sylvia holding the chair up. Man. You see the chaos behind him. It's like the perfect photo to describe this event. And I wish like I hope our listeners can go and Google this picture. Uh, but mm. just look up the uh, Kansas Kansas State Brawl, and you'll see the picture I'm talking about. It's Silvio on the left with the stool behind his head, and then on the on the in the background you see the Kansas fans' reactions. Some people are holding up a phone to record; others are mm. just got their mouth open and just like are stunned. Yeah, and then you see the, the chaos on the right bottom side, but <laughs> the chaos. Um, yeah, so the Big Twelve came down with some suspensions. They only suspended four players. Yeah, two from oh, each side. And after after y'all finished looking up that picture, make sure you check out the uh, the fight with the Jim Ross commentary or the Jim Ross WD, WWE commentary. <laughs> somebody over. dubbed it. Somebody, bro. Somebody dubbed it. Probably within I haven't, like an hour. I haven't so. heard that. Yeah, it was classic. The internet is so quick, man. How are they so no, fast on everything? <laughs> Look at the chaos! Look at the bodies! Probably saying funny. something like that. Yeah. Wow! Oh my god! Saying something like that over and over and over again. Man. But to be real, man, this is this is crazy. Like, what about the I'm, kids? I know, right? <laughs> you can't, you can't do this. He came out. The Silvio came out with an apology. I didn't even read the apology. Nah, it's, it's just, standard, you gotta be smarter than protocol. that. He's protecting his yeah. draft stock. <laughs> well, he he no been in trouble over. earlier. Yeah, I'm just gonna assume he took money because uh, <laughs> that's what the NCAA <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> NCAA probably like, hey, said, hey, hold down, yeah, brother. brother, hold down with that money stuff. He took a twelve look. He took a twelve dollar coupon for a nice little uh, a po boy. One of them catfish po' boys or something. <laughs> Probably what happened. Something small, something small that you wouldn't think twice about, you know, if you weren't a college athlete. Right. You know what else that got me to thinking about? What's and that? this is random because I'm going on a little tangent here about suspensions. Mm-hmm. We talked about, now this is not a fight suspension I'm talking about, but the right. Patriots Spygate situation. That ain't never gonna get resolved. They is that Wait, it, which one? This one or the most the the most recent one? The first one? The, the most one? the most recent one. Oh, yeah, man, with the, the uh, with the Bengals thing. They probably like because oh, we had pre- we came on here we predicted that nothing they were gonna, gonna do or you said nothing I said oh. something so it looks like you came out on the on the right side here. I've heard nothing about it. They haven't you might want to check one of these little statement. you know, these little bookie sites and bet on some of those odds or bet on some of those uh what are those things called? Uh those prop bets. Mm. Those little prop bets you can bet on like, you know, somebody mm-hmm. gonna drop the coin during the random coin toss stuff. Or yeah. you know, is you know, is it gonna rain? That'd be, gonna be that'd a, be perfect for the, the Super Bowl. Quarter. Yeah. I seen a crazy one. The and this one was Amazing! It, it, this this one is uh, there was the Kansas City Chiefs will score four points. Four points. Yeah, and like man, more than a field goal for no, just or four touchdowns, two safeties. No, two two safeties. Oh, as a oh, like just one, two, three, oh, four. nah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. 
and because it's, it's the only right yeah, it's the only point value or only reasonable point value that hasn't been attained in a in a in a Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's crazy. I bet you people still bet on that just because. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> there's also another there's another uh, prop bet where you can bet that the 49ers, of course, would lose or they'll lose in a comeback win. Or, Losing a comeback win, they would blow a twenty-eight to three lead uh, in favor of the Chiefs winning. Or, um, yeah, my, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I got yeah, you. So there's also that, but there's um, a bunch of good ones you could do, like how long the national anthem will take, and right. You know. Oh, depend. Wait, I think they said Demi Lovato's doing national anthem. Yep, there's a lot mm. of jokes for that. Ain't nobody going to yeah. repeat because the wife is a huge, huge Demi fan. She got pissed off is one she? day. I made a joke. I made a joke. She got real mad. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't repeat that. I ain't gonna make, repeat the, that. make the joke. <laughs> Just play it over because right. she listens to this. I don't want to get mad at me. You made a joke about my friend. Like, who? <laughs> you don't even this know is her. my house. <laughs> you even know she don't even know you. She don't know you. Sorry, baby. Uh, I love you. I love you, baby. Karina, too. I know you're going to listen. So, yeah, the suspensions got laid out. Man. 12 games for Silvio. Sheesh. And, of course, he will miss the Baylor matchup, the second Baylor matchup. So, he wasn't really balling this year. He's only averaging like three points per game, something like that. So, Dang. it's not a big, big loss for them. I but. mean, and those – one or two possession games that those three points count, bro. Yeah. That That's is true, his presence friend. when he comes back is going to be known as like some sort of enforcer, man. You know, unlock right. him, unlock a new badge on two K when he come back. Something him. like that. Yeah. So, Dane, we are almost in the month of February, and that means in basketball season we are nearing the all-star weekend which this weekend will be on or this time it'll be on uh valentine's day weekend Mm. and this week they announced those views are gonna dip i wonder if those views are gonna dip i don't know historic i'm just wondering i don't know historically have they you know where have what weekend has it fallen on but i'm just curious Hmm. what those views will, will they increase because of single awareness weekend or will it, mm. you know, decrease because, of course, you know, everybody's booed up, you know, doing their dates uh, and you know, romantic dinners and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I mean, that's I, my I, assumption, at least. That's a good what, assumption. What, what, what I, happened to the views? Hmm. I think I honestly think this one is going to be like the ratings are going to be one of the highest ratings of or not all time, but that we've seen in a while just because mm. and we'll talk about it in a few right here. Right. The, uh, oh, my bad. I mean, get us off topic. My bad, John. No, you good. I you apologize. The some of the new young stars we got in the All Star game, and yeah. then got uh, Dwight Howard coming back in the dunk contest. I think it'll be kind of hyped up, and I think you'll see a lot of people tune into it. So, um, yeah. So they announced the uh, All Star starters for the East and West this past <laughs> week. Um, <laughs> captains. LeBron and why are you laughing? I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. But when you said Dwight Howard in the dunk contest, I was like, wait a minute, no, he's not. And I was like, wait, yeah, he is. And I was like, this is 2008. I know, um, it's over. It's just like, man, freaking old, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we were like, junior seniors in high school at the time, 
when you know with the Superman cape and all that stuff. But now, 2020, like I'm sorry, my bad. Getting off on the no. tangent. Keep going. Just, just me. My, we're we're getting can, we're getting old there, brother. My bad. My bad. We're we're bad. getting old. You're just lo- doing a little reminiscing. That's true. That's true. Nostal- nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, so crazy. Eastern Conference All Stars, uh, Captain Giannis, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimba Walker, Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Trey Young is of course second year guy, first time. Um, Good know, video. Also, also Pascal Pascal Siakam. Oh yeah, that video Trey. Yeah, was awesome. That was cool. Um, and then Pascal Siakam is his first. First time All Star, and uh, he's a good dude, man. Like I've listened to him talk. Like when he won that um, Most Improved Player last year, uh-huh. and he talked on stage. He's really uh, seems like a guy you could really root for. I don't know really much about him, but it's enough for you, like huh? A good, good guy, good guy. Yeah, I only had to hear him once to figure out he was good. Dang. Dude could be a serial killer. I'm a you great. Even know, I'm a great. He's a good nope. guy. Wow. I'm a great judge of character, man. I am a great judge of character. In the West, you got Anthony Davis, my guy Luca, don't you? Ch- uh, <laughs> James Harden, LeBron, and Kawhi. So that that West lineup is pretty darn stacked there. Yeah. Anybody that you see might have or should have been an All Star starter, they won't announce the reserves till next week, but. I don't really disagree with the list. There's not, there's nothing to it. I mean, my anticipation or my hope for it is that you know we get a nice game, get a little bit of defense here. It's not you yeah. know 200 to 180 like it has been in the past, but you know I don't think it's gonna, you know, you know how it goes. And, and you, yeah, usually you know they ball, go crazy, play street ball for like three quarters, three and a half quarters. <laughs> And then that last quarter, they start locking down and matching up, playing, playing pretty tough. So it should be interesting to watch. Like I said, I think I think the ratings are going to be high for this. It's going to be in Chicago this year. I, they actually announced the uh, or showed the jerseys off. I was watching yeah. NBA on TNT um, with Ernie, Shaq, Chuck, and um, Kenny, and they they showed off the jerseys. Oh yeah, some throwback pinstripe like to represent the little Chicago era or whatever. Uh, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm a Mass fan, so I'm happy to see Luca mm-hmm. on here. He's he's been insane MVP candidate. Really putting Dallas on his back right especially now, especially considering how young he is. Porzingis, and yeah, the weight that he's been having to carry. Yeah, he's only twenty, and what? Supposed to have Porzingis, and Porzingis has not been bad, but he's not been. Man, if you don't quit coddling that man, what? I'm just saying, he he's still recovering from that knee injury. He's like probably like a buck oh five at seven feet. Krista, <laughs> <laughs> real way, but a buck oh five. He he bought a buck oh five. Nah, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see who the reserves are going to be. Um, but I'm pretty satisfied with these starters that they got right here. Um, so that'll be coming up in or All Star Weekend is in three weeks. So countdown we'll begins. Yeah, 
What do you think about Russell Westbrook the other day? He balled again, or he played against his former squad. You were showing yeah. me the video, and I hadn't even, I hadn't even Man, seen it. The only possession you really need to worry about is the. I think it was the second to last possession that the Rockets had, or he had the opportunity, or the Rockets had the opportunity to, you know, I believe it was tie the game. Yeah, they had the mm-hmm. opportunity to tie the game. They were down. 110, uh, 107. Man, Harden brings the ball down the court. And I forget who he sees in the corner or who he anticipates in the corner. He's like, all right, bet. So he dishes it out in the corner, except the ball is intercepted by by Russ. Russ then, you know, like, I don't know what he was thinking. He goes baseline all the way to the other side of the court and pulls up with a fadeaway three and misses. And it's not the fact that he pulled up, you know, with a fadeaway three and missed. It's not the fact that he stole the ball from the teammate. It's not the fact that he ran across the court. It's the fact that he's probably one of the lowest. His three-point percentage is probably one of the lowest on the teams, and he pulled the shot. So, I mean, I know, you know, rational Twitter doesn't like the, you know, analytics Twitter, but that's the last, or not the last guy. That's the second-to-last guy you want taking the three-point shot to tie the game. But, of course, as you can imagine, he misses. And, you know, the Thunder end up winning in their home court. Or not their home court. They were playing in Houston. But right. it kind of just leaves. For me, it came off like a, a foreshadowing. Like, this is what we're going to expect a few months down the road when they're sent home packing because they can't close out a realistic matchup with another team because boneheaded plays like that. I would love to think, and you you know this, you would love to think that habits like that you can get rid of, you can clean those up before playoffs get here, but those type of habits don't die easily, you know? Right. What does they say? What is that? Uh, old habits die hard or something like that? Is that old how habits die hard. Yeah. Old habits die hard. So, And then, you know, Harden, he didn't have a good shoot night himself either that night. I think he was one for 17 or one for 18 from three. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I'm sorry, I'm coming off as a hater, which I am on like the Rockets, but I'm keeping it real. That was probably one of the funniest, one of the funniest uh, sequences sequences of events <laughs> for me. But Houston sports hasn't been; they haven't had a good, uh, good few weeks anyway. So they've been going through it, of, haven't yeah. they? Yes, they have. They've been going through it. Astros, Texans. Yeah, uh, the Rockets are the only hope, and yeah, the only that, hope. that loss, that loss to the Thunder, that was that made it their fourth straight loss. But they bounced back since then. They had two wins. They knocked off the Nuggets, who who have been balling pretty, pretty good this year, and then the Timberwolves, and then they're battling with my mask for that division in the huh. Southwest Division. But it's gonna be. I mean, it's still a lot of basketball left to be played. Yeah, y'all good. Yeah, <laughs> well, you trying to be all humble and stuff. Yeah, it's no, gonna be a, it's well, gonna be a fight. Nah, y'all, y'all, y'all be okay. Y'all will be yeah, just fine. Well, you can it, say it, it's no. I'm gonna be back. humble. I'm gonna be humble. I'm gonna be humble. I'm gonna be humble. I just, I, with those two, you can never count them out completely. But history has shown us in the playoffs. I understand where you're coming from in the playoffs. Yeah. They haven't always shown up when they need to. So. They put up we, uh, pretty, you know, pretty stats and stuff like that. But, I mean, 40, 45-point game, 45-10 and eight games only can get you so far. 
Yeah. So it's really that West is tough anyway. It's just mm-hmm. it's with the Mavs bouncing back this year and the Spurs having an off year, they're gonna be battling out in that division to see who can uh be the best team in Texas. So we'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out down the line. Um did you happen to catch Zion Dane, his Man. rookie as a view? Man. So I was doing something. I can't remember what I was on. Maybe I was folding clothes or I, I was doing something, but I caught the three point shots. I was like, man, the first thing I seen was him shooting the three. And I was like, well, this dude still hurt because he didn't leave the ground when he shot the three. He did. He barely left the <laughs> ground. So I was like, dang, this dude's really out there, you know, on one leg trying to make it happen. And then he splashed. And I was like, oh, okay. So then, you know, I was going back and forth between the living room and the kitchen and I went back again and he shot another three and he made another. I was like, man, is this a, is this a three? Is it, I mean, is this a new three or is this the same three? They just keep replaying it. Cause it looked like, you know, it, same, you know, same shot. Didn't leave the ground and ball, you know, nothing but net, but you know, it, I was, it was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed. Right. So when I, when I was watching it, I like the first half mm-hmm. or the first, I think I watched the first half and he was struggling and that's normal for a guy that hasn't played ball in over a year, probably, or has it been, it hasn't been that long, but long he hasn't enough. played ball in a while and a big yeah, dude at that. And his first NBA game. So I, I literally fell asleep with him struggling and people on Twitter talking about how rough it was for him. It was funny. And just means. to talk about, yeah, just to talk about social media in general, it's just so quick to hop on. Yep. Either like hop on live situation. I know that's normal, but it's just funny to see people tweet, oh, Zion this, Zion that. Like I wake up to, or I fall asleep to people saying his performance was a dud, blah, blah, blah. So I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning and like everybody's going crazy about Zion. So I'm like, whoa, what happened? So I look. And like you say, he hit all those threes. He hit four. He went four for four, had twenty two points. Four. <laughs> had a had a four for four from Wendy's. Uh, dropped twenty two points. They lost, but it was just crazy to see that quick. You know, I I was just going off of what people were saying on social media about him not being ready and him being slow, tired, which could have been the case at the beginning right. because the jitters, you know, like you said, jitters, jitters like getting back in shape. Uh, running up and down the court, all that. Got to be in shape to get back in shape. First, brother. first, <laughs> first NBA game. So just give it time. Like I wish, and we're in this society and now where it's hard for what's the best way to put it. People are so criticism instant. Criticism yeah. is instant and recency bias. Uh, re- yeah, man, yeah. it's like. It's so quick. Like, give people time to adjust. Give people time to develop. Give people time to make mistakes and do better next time. It's like people are so harsh to assume things. You know what I'm trying to say? No, no, I got you. Let me give you a prime example. Their recency bias. Zion went off. His team lost. But the highlight is his first game back, or correction, his, his debut, he went off. And immediately, I knew I was going to run across some idiot that's going to say, man, 
Zion really the Zion really about to win rookie of the year. I'm like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> Have you not seen John Morant like yeah. playing like a grown man these last few months? Like, what are you what are you talking about? Yeah. And I even seen one that said, Man, Zion giving John Morant and you know RJ a run for their money. I was like, I know you didn't just try to sneak in RJ and all this. Like, he ain't come on. So Yeah. But this, I mean, this you John know, Moran's award. People just tweet lose. stuff or say yeah. stuff to go oh, yeah. viral, be oh, yeah, relevant. Of course, of course, of course, All of that. course. It happens. But yeah, this, that's funny that you say that. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. So he, I, I give him props on his debut, and you know they played again tonight, and they lost to the Nuggets, but he dropped 15 and six. So mm. he'll get there, man. He'll he'll eventually get there. Get that wind under his feet and get accustomed to playing NBA ball. But he, if he continues to shoot the ball like he did that first game, man, he's going to be something serious. I just want to see he's someone as dominant. I mean, I know it's not going to happen because we will never see that again. I just want to see somebody with a strong work, a strong work ethic, just dominate the game. Like the way that Shaq did. And Shaq didn't have that, you know, work ethic that, you know, a lot of these stars have right now. Oh, this to Shaq. Shaq still, you know, still the big diesel still probably one of the most overpowering players of all time. But I'd like to see someone with that type of hype, you know? Right. And I did be cliche for me to say I'd like to see somebody with that type of hype, you know, do what LeBron did. But him and he and LeBron are two different players, just like he and Shaq are different players. Not the same. They're not in the same ballpark, but it's that domination on both ends of the court. It's something that we I would like to see again in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be, you know, the closest as far as a hype machine behind him. That, that might be the closest we can get. Let's see what Bronny going to look like in three years. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's, I feel like I look up. He, it's always a highlight for him. Yeah, that, that definitely it's, sucks, it sucks for him. Man. I was talking to one of my coworkers Just, about that. She's a, She's probably LeBron's biggest fan. And she was like, it's just awful that he has to play, you know, the same sports his dad plays. You know what I think about? Michael Jordan, his kid. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the same thing. Exactly, man. Oh. I think his son played for Central Florida. Aslo's got to be – not to be – not to yeah. say that it's entirely sucky, well, but – Come on, man. Living, you uh, yeah. You, you could have had your son playing football or something to make sure he didn't have that same – he didn't have that cloud over his head saying, like, you know what? You'll never be better than your dad. Or people Living coming at him. <sighs> Living up to that hype. Yeah. Poor Marcus Jordan. Mm-hmm. I remember he wore a – I think he wore goggles. The goggles. Yeah, he had the goggles yeah. on. The goggles and the headband combo. Looking like David Ruffin. <laughs> temptations. I'm David and, Ruffin, and these are the Temptations. Are the temptations. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh well, Poor guy. you know he. I'm sure he's okay. I'm sure he's okay. But then you know MJ's a jerk, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> every t- he comes over every Thanksgiving, he's like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, do you remember that one Michael Jordan quote from North when he was at North Carolina? I think it was last year, year before that. He's like, the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I saw that on Sports Center. Oh, I think they played it like God. last week or sometime. I was like, man. I was like, Mike, what do you He'll never let that. Never, he'll never ceiling, let that down. The ceiling, ceiling is the roof. 
Now buy my J's. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody getting nothing for free. So, Dane, we had the NFC and AFC championship games this past weekend. Uh. The Chiefs beat the Titans 35-24. Man. San Francisco beat Green Bay 37-20. Just seemed like too much KC in the AFC game, man. And it was Mahomes doing what he does best. Balling. Scrambling, running around, making plays. And they bottled up Derrick Henry. We talked about Derrick Henry going off these past few weeks and looks like his train stopped in KC, that defense. They've been playing lights out these past few weeks, man. I I know they didn't start out the hottest defense, but right now, I mean, you want to be playing your best football at this time. So they bottled up Derrick Henry. only had 19 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Um, they made Ryan Tannehill try to beat him, which he couldn't. Nope, um, unfortunately. Props to Tannehill for game managing and getting him there. But it's just too much KC, man. Patrick Mahomes putting his team on his back. They got too many weapons out there. Like, Who are you going to guard? What did you see in that Who AFC? are you going to take away? Yeah. What did you see? <laughs> yeah. Man, so first thing, first things first. Run, uh, can you, if you don't mind, because uh, I know you probably got the the numbers, the stats, the the car facts, if you yeah. will. Uh, what were those predictions from the previous podcast? If you don't mind bringing those up, just out of curiosity, brother. So we both went, we both, we both went two and zero. We both picked the Chiefs and Niners, mm. and then the Niners just too much defense to handle for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, thirty-seven to twenty. Aaron Rodgers struggled. It just looked like the. I started looking back and watching the game, and I'm like, "How did Green Bay get here? Mm-hmm. They looked so good, like week one, week two, but they were 13 and three. So, well, how do you think, Dane? How do you think they got to where they were at that point? Is it the defense? Was it Aaron Rodgers putting them on his back? Because they didn't. I think I mentioned that last podcast how I didn't how their offense wasn't as good as it had been with Mike McCarthy, but. Mm. Hey, they were they were balling. So, what do you what do you think got them there, and how do you think San Francisco stopped them from? Well, their defense and the run game. The Forty ers made them one dimensional, getting up, you know, so high or not getting up so high, getting such a commanding lead and forcing them to try to pass the ball. And when you know what your opponent is doing, you, you can scheme better against it, and you can cause very subtle mental mistakes that are, turn out to be costly. So I think that's how it happened. They The entire season, I mean, all the, you know, Bears, Lions, and uh, who's the fourth team in that division? Bears, Lions, and the Vikings fans, they can, Vikings. they can testify to just how beatable the Green Bay Packers were this year. 
um, because of what they were doing. And I mean, they, the 49ers, I mean, the 49ers just, they just outcoached them. They just got outcoached. Yeah. Honestly. And the defense was, the defense was, the defense was the, uh, the best way I can say this. The defense was the most dominant or the most relevant thing that game. And I know that's kind of cliche to say, but there, there are athletes and there are playmakers at all three levels on that defense. So they just were, they were hot. Yeah. <laughs> they were hot it's boys. Easy. <laughs> it's easy. Real hot boys. It's, it's easy to play like that when you got the lead and then on their off on the offensive side of the ball, Garoppolo only threw eight passes, man. Mm-hmm. Run eight game. passes, and then at that point, you could tell Mike Shanahan, not Mike, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. It's Kyle, yeah, bro. Kyle was just like, if you can't beat it, I'm not gonna stop doing it. Right. So he kept handing the ball off. Why change? Ball why off. changing it? Why? Why? If it ain't broke, yes. don't fix it. So 42 carries, 284. 285 yards as a team, four touchdowns. Running game and defense got him to the Super Bowl, man. So yeah, it's just like old school football, right? It really, it really was old school throwback football. Like if you're not gonna stop it, I'm gonna keep running it. But it's what they and say. It's, it's what they it. say at all levels of football, pee wee to the NFL. And the game is won in the trenches. You dominate up yep. front, everything else will take care of itself. If you look. At the there's a specific camera that they use. One of those uh cameras behind what is that guy? Is it called umpire, right? That's behind the mm-hmm. uh the the running back. If you look at the camera that the look at the camera that was showing behind or in front of him, you could see just the gaping holes that were opening for him. And not to say that just because you you know the line opens up these gigantic lanes, it's just that easy for the running back to run. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that a great offensive line is complemented by a great running back and vice versa. The great running back is complemented by a great offensive line. So as easy as it was for them to open up those lanes for him, he has to have the awareness and the runability to get to those, you know, lanes sometimes quickly, sometimes patiently um, in order for those runs that, you know, took off the way that they did. They develop a certain way based on the patience of the runner. So, or the lag thereof. So, I think it was it was it was a thing of beauty. Any anybody who's an offensive line coach that was watching the game, they were like, "Oh, that's that's probably like a, a dream, a daydream for them." So, just seeing some of the blocking right. schemes. So, and that's just all goes back to just coaching, great coaching. Yeah. So we got our Super Bowl matchup, Dane. It's the Chiefs and the Niners. Mm. Um. We won't give our prediction yet because we'll we'll do that next week. Okay. But okay. we'll talk a little bit about what you expect and are you if you're excited for it and stuff like that. Right so now? the Chiefs, yeah, the okay, Chiefs cool. are. Uh, <laughs> <My bad. laughs> the Chiefs are a one and a half point favorite, so you can kind of see like it's kind of neck to neck, kind of evenly matched teams here. We'll just wait. Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I've been going back and forth, but I, of course I'm not going to predict. But I think this is going to be a one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a very long time. A memorable. I one. think it's going. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the last possession. Mm. It won't be a ten to seven or ten to three or whatever score we had last year. 
I think of the game will be in the twenties and thirties. You're thinking um, it's going to come down to a fourth and seven, and it's going to be a trick play that gets the first down, but they have to hurry to the line because they're almost they're, they're already out of timeouts. They didn't you know run out of bounds or anything like that, so they have to hurry up, spike the ball, and they're they're going to try to kill the suspense by cutting. We're well, not kill the suspense. They're going to try to drag out the suspense by cutting to the commercial. But instead, we're going to you know see everyone mic'd up. Uh, what the coaches are saying, and then they're going to get down yeah. to it, and then boom, they're going to cut to a commercial. And then when they come back, you know, we're going to, you know, see what somebody, happened. one of the announcers, will say, All right, here it goes for the first win in, you know, over five decades. And, you know, boom, that's how it's going to happen. Type of deal. Is that, is that what you're saying? It's going to come down to something yes. like that? Okay. It's going to be extra dramatic, some dramatic some, like yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely, I uh, I'm happy for Andy Reid, even though I don't like the Chiefs. Cause I'm a Broncos fan. Andy Reid, I, I, it'd be nice it, to see him win. Yeah, to see him win a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, man, we're gonna have to deal with him for like the next twelve to fifteen years, mm-hmm. maybe even longer than that. Uh, then on the other side, San Francisco, have to deal with them too to get their sixth ring to catch uh, the Patriots and the Steelers. That's crazy, man. It's it's what it out of all. The hype and stuff going around this game. What is one thing you're looking forward to? It could be a matchup, it could be a player, something like that. What is something you you're looking forward to? In the, I'm in looking forward to the emergence of the conversation that running backs do matter. Um, you see a lot of since this is this is a passing league. We know we've known this. We've been heading in this direction ever since you know the first the first remnants of the West Coast offense or the spread offense you know, captivating in the way that it has. This is a passing team, but I, I so much look forward to running backs having just as much impact in a big time game as quarterbacks. And not to say that, you know, they can do their jobs better than they can, but we're going to see more than anything, this game, just how important they are because they are two great defenses, two great pass defenses at that, or they are, let me say this. The 49ers have a great pass defense. The Chiefs, not so much. The Chiefs have a lot of star talent at all three levels. <laughs> Excuse me. Correction, two of the three levels. Oh, linebackers are pretty average for the most part, but secondary and D-line, they're, they're pretty straight. But I would like to see running backs reclaim their dominance and their place in the NFL. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's that's a good topic, Dane, because like you said, people are trying to not just people. Uh, what am I looking for? Critics mm-hmm. trying to phase out the running back, and like we saw in that the championship game, running game still matters. Yep, running game still matters, man. But I'm looking forward to Patrick Mahomes going against that D line. Um, I saw someone mention it. I'm not sure who it was on social media, but they were talking about how San Francisco struggled against scrambling quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they played against, you know, both games against Seattle were pretty close with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And both games against Arizona was close as well. They beat Arizona by eight and three. Mm-hmm. They lost one to Seattle in overtime, and they won a close one at the end. They played, did they play Kansas City this year? Uh no, they did not play Kansas well, the this year. But yeah, I was looking at the Niners schedule, uh, but they 
Well, they hadn't so. played Kansas City this year. Preseason, maybe? Oh, I think it was last year they played oh, okay. But San Francisco struggled with scrambling quarterbacks, so I, I want to see how they adjust to playing against Mahomes. And there was a quote, not a direct quote, but Chris Harris was talking about how it's very tough to defend Patrick Mahomes because you, as a corner, you're not covering for norm, the normal four or five seconds. When he's scrambling around, you're covering 10 seconds, and that tires out of defense, sure having to constantly play longer snaps. So I I, I want to see how that defense adjusts to, to him. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna try to contain him, different looks they're gonna give to him and stuff like that. But I, like I said, I really think it's gonna be one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a long time. Hope so. And I'm looking forward to it. Very looking forward to it. So we will give our predictions on that on our next episode before before the Super Bowl. So. Oh man. <laughs> so you're gonna have to tune in next week. <laughs> Is that a cliffhanger. Yeah, gotta leave. You'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. All right, so we got this weekend. We don't have any. Oh, uh, correction. We do have football. Yeah, we do. But it's uh Pro Bowl. Watch your, watch your mouth. Football. Yeah. Uh, commentated by our favorite host Booger McFarland. Booger, aka Zion Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, these Booger McFarland memes, Captain Obvious memes, are hilarious. Yeah, they're just bad. They're God. just bad, man. It just off. Oh, it's like he really said that. Yeah, or something Man. similar to that. Said, Boy, that died CTE. Something serious. Golly. So, uh, NFL trying to, you know, do a little experiment, Dame, for this Pro Bowl. Mm. They announced that they'll be doing two two rule changes. Oh, so it's going to fix gonna all the problems, out. right? Yeah, everything's going to be fine after they test it, and football's going to be perfect. The refs Ugh. are going to be perfect. We're not gonna complain as fans. All cool. that good stuff. Cool. All right. Let me see. The first rule that they're gonna experiment with: options after a successful field goal or try attempt. So you, okay. if you score a touchdown, you do the extra point, or if you kick a field goal. So a score has happened. The point after has happened. So to replace an onside kick in lieu of an onside kick, a team may elect. To uh, go for it or on their own 25-yard line, 4th and 15. And if they get the 4th and 15, they keep the ball in lieu of the onside kick. So instead of doing an onside kick, they try on a 4th and 15. If they don't get it, it's the other team's ball. If they get it, they continue to drive. Man. So it's inter- it's going to be interesting to see how that looks, especially I think they kind of looked at the st- statistics to see that the onside kick has like not been four, very successful. Like four or five successful ones this year? Yeah, man. It's, like it's tough. Low. 
It's very tough. So I what think do you? Two of them came in what, one game too. It's crazy. Which game oh. do you know? I think it was the Bears. The Bears and I seen it in a montage over the over the weekend. I think it might have mm-hmm. been the Bears game. Oh, so okay. that's all I know. Bears and the Saints, I think. Up. Bears and the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Because I think uh, Alvin was it Alvin Kamara. He might have dropped one of the onside kicks, and the Bears ended up recovering. Or maybe it was one of them was a penalty. I don't remember. It was definitely more than one in one game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I lied just now. Apologize. Uh, it's okay. We're not we're not a uh, perfectionist podcast here, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Um. So, Dan, what do you think about this uh, this rule change that you're, they're experimenting with? Um, hmm. Well, I have no problems with it. We talked about it a few podcasts ago. That's crazy saying that out loud. We talked about it a few podcasts ago that the Pro Bowl needed to be fixed because it just didn't seem. I mean, we understand it's why you know risk your health in a meaningless game, but we know that the 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 NFL had a history or there was a standard for the pro bowl some years ago, you know, back when we were in middle school and high school, there was a standard. And I feel like that we've over time, they've deviated from that. Now I completely understand players are more concerned about staying healthy for, you know, their season. Some of them might not even be under contracts and why risk getting hurt. But I think this is cool. They're trying to make sure or ensure that their viewership doesn't drop. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. I'm not sure what are they what are they anticipating to see. Um, I don't know, but I think any type of change is necessary. But I hope it doesn't. With this fourth and fifteen, the only issue that I have with this fourth and fifteen deal is a lot of the guys in the NFL they make their they make their name and they make their money on special teams. Some of those on the cuffs guys, mm-hmm. they make their money by being on, you know, the punt team, by being on the the hands team, being on the kick return team. So by taking that opportunity away from them by replacing it with the fourth and fifteen, what is that? What type of implications will that have long term on NFL rosters? Not to say that every team is going to do away with kicking off the ball, but one right. seriously has to, you know, that's a good point. You would really, really, really would have to be concerned. It's, it's really would have to be concerned with the nature of your your extra guys, especially if you're one of those teams that always gives up the goose on fourth and fifteen, and you're boom, your defense is out there for technically two positions in a row. So, yeah. what does that mean for the fifty three man roster? Does that mean we have more players per? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but maybe I'm just overthinking it. But that's those are my thoughts. Those are my immediate that's thoughts, a- rather than. That's a good point. And another thing I was thinking about was we talked about how we can make the Pro Bowl more interesting. Mm-hmm. I believe this is a way right here for the NFL to do that as well as try to improve the game at the same time. Like use the Pro Bowl, continue to use the Pro Bowl. And we'll see how this works. But mm-hmm. you can continue to use the Pro Bowl as an experimental tool to experiment with new rule changes right. just to see how it looks and, you know, keep the fans interested. And so the fans can kind of see that the NFL is trying to listen to what the stats say or the, what the stats show, listen to what the fans are saying about the game. Um, and hopefully they could use this to continue to improve the game and make it better. Right. Things of that sort. So. 
Um, oh, and then the other rule change they have on here was uh, not calling a false start on a flinch by a flexed out receiver. Hmm. So it's basically the rule is saying it's, it's a lot of rule speak in here, but I'm basically going to break it down. And from what I got, what I got from it was it's saying as long as they don't pick up both feet when they hmm. flinch and they reset their foot within a second, then they're fine. Okay. Which I don't know. We're always taught to stay still, watch the ball. And I I don't, if you got people flinching out here, it's just, I don't know. It creates a lot of, it's going to, I don't know. A lot of confusion. And um, yeah, I'm excited to, to, I'll probably, I won't watch from first quarter to fourth quarter, but I'll, I'll watch a little bit of it to see. You'll be tuned in. I yeah, I'll tune in a little bit to see what's going on. See how the rule changes look on the visual. Yeah. But I watched uh, the little Pro Bowl showdown they had the other day. You did right. And I, I I've always what's so funny. I I really like the little drills and stuff they have the oh, players the skills do. challenges and stuff. Skills challenge, and then at the end they have the dodgeball thing and. What Karina said, which really made sense, is like to see real athletes do regular things that we do in PE growing up. <laughs> mm. Like dodgeball, you can really see their athleticism on play. And so if you haven't watched it, check that out because Jarvis Landry put um, the team on his back. He, he put the team on his back. Once again, they actually went through It's funny. They went through his Pro Bowl showdown or Pro Bowl skills challenge highlights like from 17, 18, and 19. He's like, wow. He's like, He's he like shows up for the Pro Bowl skill challenge. It's kind of funny. Um, So, yeah, Pro Bowl is this Sunday. Check it out. Check out those rules. It should be a doozy. Dang, we got the Senior Bowl coming oh, up man. soon. And I, to be honest, I haven't been in tune with the rookies as you have but i've seen a couple guys shining in the practices especially my boy from baylor denzel mims is there anybody else during the senior bowl that's caught your eye or probably made their draft stock go up a little bit yes 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 uh so the first guy that comes to mind for me uh and this is no big surprise he's probably gonna go in the first round uh javon kinlaw He's a defensive tackle for South Carolina. He's a big dude. He's like six foot six, 315, 320 pounds, but he is quick. Now, we've seen in the past the most recent the most recent and obvious example of people or players, you know, skyrocketing their stock um, would be Aaron Donald. Now, Aaron Donald, of course, he shattered so many records his final year in Pittsburgh. He was already on, you know, the first and second, excuse me, he was already on the first or second round radar for many teams, but with sealed the deal that year was how well he performed in the senior bowl um, out there in Alabama. Uh, actually the two people that performed the best that year would have, would have been Aaron Donald and Zach Martin, surprisingly. And of course hmm. Aaron Donald was picked, I think 12 or 13th that year. And then, of course, Zach Martin was picked uh, 16th or 17th, maybe. I should remember this, but I don't. Uh, but notably, the first one that jumped off for me was Javon Kinlaw. And the, the only downside to that is, and now this could have been strategic or this could have been like 
or this could have been very intentional or this could have been a complete, you know, I don't know, an, a, a real deal. But he was he got injured after the second practice. So he had I don't think he participated yesterday. And I'm not sure if they had any type of activities for them today, but he definitely, mm-hmm. you know, walked off limping with something hurt with his knee. Uh, so I'm not sure if that was planned. Like his agent was like, Hey, you know, take a dive after, you know, these many days. So they, you know, as he was monitoring his name being mentioned and stuff like that, I don't know, or maybe he was realistically hurt, but who knows? Um, the second guy that was pretty, I miss having NFL network. (laughs) Yeah, me too, man. Mm -hmm. Me too. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of good people that you can follow on Twitter that, post a lot of good stuff and these are your authentic uh nfl scouts or your authentic scouts and you know writers that some of them are from mm-hmm. the athletic i wouldn't i mean there's not too many people from nfl.com that i would trust following because you know they stick to some of these horrible you know stereotypes and buzzwords and you know outdated philosophies as far as draft coverage goes but um, I'll, I'll shoot you a few guys that you can look or follow, but um, is it is it Neville Gallim- Gallimore from uh, Oklahoma? He's been pretty good. He's another defensive tackle that's been showing out. Yep. I uh, remember him from Baylor uh, yeah. when Baylor played him. Shoot, like real good hands, like really, really, really good hands in the one on ones. And you know, you can't really tell if it's if he's just really dominating the other guy or they just, you know, if they're going 75% one day or what, um, because when you are watching the live coverage, sometimes what you're hearing and seeing is commentators talking. And that's not really what anybody wants to hear. Uh, for anybody who's looking for or needs or wants, um, playmaker on the offense, KJ Hill has been showing out. He's been doing a lot of good things. Uh, Ohio State, they Bro, have that, a history of that video, that one hand video I saw on Twitter. Yeah, him making that catch. It's like, yeah, KJ, he's he's gonna be a day one starter, man. In my opinion, yeah. he, he's gonna be a he's he reminds me of like a what's a good comp? Stephon uh, Diggs for me. He's a short. Well, he's a short. Well, for me, for this for me, I you know Stephon gets Stephon yeah. Diggs is a real good comparison. I'm gonna go with uh, what's that little dude's name? Crowder. I think his last name is Crowder. Oh, James Jameson Crowder. Yeah, I think it's Jameson Crowder. Is it Jameson Crowder? Redskins Jets. Yeah, Redskins Jets. He's a. I mean, yeah. and Jameson Crowder is already a smaller guy. He doesn't have the mm-hmm. the long speed like Jameson Crowder does. But when I, when I think about somebody before the catch, the route running, that's the first person that comes to mind for me. Um, and that, you know, of course is a cop out because he's short and quick, like he does, but before the catch, he's amazing. Another guy that's been, you know, doing pretty godlike things is, uh, Harrison Bryant, the tight end out of Florida, not the Florida. I think it's, uh, Florida Atlantic, maybe. Uh, I think it's Florida. Atlantic. Uh, one of the schools in Florida, one of the small schools in Florida, but he's been a lot of the guys, have been comparing him basically because of his the quickness in his routes, the soft hands, and then of course he's a, a hell of a blocker uh, in the you know the drills and the, a lot of the team practices they've been having so far. They've been comparing him to Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, which anybody who's oh yeah, that's you know, big time. 
Anybody who doesn't you know see- who those two guys are, they can watch the Super Bowl yeah. in a few weeks to find right. out exactly <laughs> who those two guys are. They're probably the best two tight ends in the league. If not, yeah. both, both of them yep. are definitely top three. Yep. Um, maybe number three. I'm not putting nobody. I'm not Ertz. putting nobody ahead of them. Yeah, I'm not only, putting Ertz only, ahead of them. No, I'm not saying he's ahead of them, but I uh, say in that conversation, uh, I'm, Ertz would probably be like number three. Uh, yeah, if I, if I had to just name him out, but that's who he's like. And that's who the comps are going to be. And and it's a copycat league, so teams are going to try to find the next Kittle. Next Kelsey, so mm-hmm. a tight end or a player like that that can stretch the field, but block and uh, run protection or run protection and mm-hmm. run blocking. Those are going to be high, high value picks. Yeah, and you probably won't see any tight ends get drafted in the first round this year. Maybe I mean that's the hope. That would be cool for the position itself. There are a lot of there are a lot of tight. There are a lot of guys that are going to be in the NFL this year that are like, whoa, are that is that a receiver? Is that just a big body receiver? Cause yeah. So, and then think the last guy, I'm not going to go through too many guys. Um, see my notes here. My last guy that was really showing out. Uh, Hmm. I'm okay. I'm gonna go with a division two guy. Kyle Duggar. He's a true in the box safety about 6'2", 6'3", 220 pounds, and he's from Lenore Rhine University. And one of the hardest things about one of the hardest things about super small school guy. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things about, and this is words, uh, shout out to Bucky Brooks. I was listening to him on one of the Dallas Cowboys podcasts that he had the other day. Uh, I was, is this like breaking the, the fourth wall? Like speaking about another podcast within a podcast? <laughs> um, but anyways, he was speaking about how the podception. The yeah, podception. Uh, he, was thinking, he was talking about the difficulties in evaluating small school guys. Um, and he said, the first thing you, there's two things you look for. The first thing is when you're looking at their tape, are they dominating the competition? Even though they're at a small school or even if they're a division two, are they dominating the competition? And when you, when you say dominate the competition, you mean, is does it look like a, a grown man playing versus little kids? That's the first thing. Uh, so just think, I don't know, if you're a safety, you want to see somebody that looks like they're a step ahead of the quarterback. They're, the tackles look very violent or extremely violent. Mm-hmm. You might get, you know, there might just be every time he someone catches the ball, he's just around. Doing doing something to separate yourself from the competition you play. Exactly. You got to stand out. Playing exactly. on that type of level, you got to be all over the field, making plays, standing out, stuff like that. And that's exactly what he did. He with his with his size and him being six two and two twenty. He's played as you know an in box safety. He's played in the slot. He's played as a linebacker. He's played several. He's even uh in the the senior bowl. He's even been returning punts. So. That's one thing that he thinks about. And the second piece of criteria to that would be, does he look like, you know, does he look like he's lost out there at the senior bowl or what is it? I think he said like a fish out of water or something like that. Or mm-hmm. does he just blend in and basically said he, he's been blending in pretty well. The, the thing that stood out to me when I seen him, I was like, wait, who's this, you know, big dude with the locks. Cause I thought it was a linebacker at first. But then he was out there covering, you know, receivers during the one-on-ones. I was like, okay, who's this guy? And why have I never heard of him? And right. boom, because I didn't even know that university he went to existed until 
excuse me, until a few days ago. So those are the guys I've been keeping an eye on or seeing. I mean, there's plenty of other guys that deserve attention too, but you know, those guys in particular are there who I've seen um, during the senior bowl. They've been just showing out, uh, nice. making the most out of it. So, and that's Dane Beasley with our draft update. He's our guru here on the podcast. Uh, so, I wouldn't um, say all that. No, I just uh, you know, <laughs> I keep up with uh, you know some of the high topic guys out there, and uh, you know. Stuff like pushes that. up glass, <laughs> pushes up glasses, <laughs> pushes up glasses. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. So the draft's coming up in April, um, in Las Vegas, Dane. Did Man. you see that they're talking about having it on the water on Bellagio out there and bringing the players out on boats? Yeah, nothing about that seems like a bad idea. When you first read that, nothing, nothing seems like a bad idea until you read it the second time. It's like, you know what? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> What could possibly? <laughs> I, my, one of the first things I thought about was like, wait. So before I get drafted, do I have to like sign a waiver saying that I won't you know, yeah. sue anybody if I fall in the water or like what? Well, like, I I saw a tweet. Somebody said who's going to be the first uh, player to jump in the water? Or like you know how we're just talking about yeah, odds. Celebrate. Who's the what's the odds on the first player get, uh, jumping in the water? <laughs> this is so funny about odds because it's in Vegas. Man, and, man. You know, got to see those betting. Yeah. Now they got the Raiders. So, man. shoot. They're coming man. up over there. That's, I think I'm going to watch. I mean, I watch the draft every year, anyways, but I'm definitely going to be glued to the TV or glued to my iPad watching it because someone's going to be, something's, something stupid is going to happen. Someone's going to do something dumb. Somebody's going to accidentally fall in the water. Like, Anything you could possibly think of with water, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past any of any of those guys to do something crazy. Yeah, especially because your adrenaline's high. You you know probably not probably, but you've been looking forward to this your entire life. So yeah, something wild is going to happen with yeah. that. We can only anticipate that. Switching gears, Dane, staying in the NFL, but we're going to talk about um, Antonio Brown, man. Man. Uh, Antonio Brown. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk about, man, man. L- let's just say, he was arrested this week for um, battery from a moving truck driver that said uh, the he refused to pay the truck driver and him and his trainer assaulted this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dane, I'm going to pass it to you in a second. I'm going to have you talk about uh, the timeline of Man, where, what insane. brought Antonio Brown here. But How did I'll we say get one here? thing really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Let's assume that everyone knows that he's he hasn't been on the team. Let's assume that everyone knows that he had a trial with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints. So New Orleans Saints, they're still in the playoffs. 
I think they held trials for Antonio Brown. Asked some, uh, I think some demands weren't met as far as the trend, the turnout, the turnout, the trial conditions were concerned. And he did not, they did, they ended up not offering him a deal or offering him, you know, a contract. So there's that. And the, the crazy thing is almost all the teams that he, you know, rolled with ended up, you know, one by one eliminating themselves from the playoffs, which is just crazy. I mean, of course, it could just be a huge coincidence, but I mean, come on, especially the way the Saints lost. But anywho, but anywho, uh, Drew Rosenhaus, who's uh, Antonio Brown's agent, he basically cut off his relationship with him and the, his own, his, the only way to mend that relationship, if you will, or, for him to get his uh, his agent back would be, of course, if he quote unquote got some help. If he got some help, then he mm-hmm. his Drew agreed to you know continue the business, uh, continue relations with him. You know, as far as representing him, mm-hmm. and not even a week later, this incident with Antonio Brown and his trainer uh, Glenn Holt. They basically, or of course, how the story goes is they packed up some of his belongings into the truck and the moving guy, I'm not sure if there are multiple guys, but the moving guy basically says, you know, you you need to pay me. And of course, Brown refused to pay him. Um, And then there were some damages to his his truck that I think Antonio Brown and Holt were responsible for. And they, were, mm. of course, went back and forth about paying for the damages. And once Antonio Brown agreed to pay for the damages, the moving guy came back to his house. And in that, at that point, that's when he decided to steal some things off of, off of his truck. And when he said steal some things, he took some of his own stuff back, which wasn't an issue. The issue was when he he stole, he unintentionally stole some boxes off the moving truck that weren't his. Uh, I'm assuming they were with... Uh, one of the other uh, clients that the moving company was working with. So when he was told, when the moving company guy told him about it, of course he damaged the, the two boxes or the two items that were, you know, inside of the boxes. And at that point, the, the driver of course reported it to the police. And if I'm not mistaken, I think both, I think both parties might've been arrested. Um, mm-hmm. now I think, you know, as everyone knows, Antonio Brown, of course, you know, quote unquote, barricaded himself inside of his house and refused to, I guess, refute the, the rumor is he refused to get arrested, which I don't, I don't know how you want to, you know, how, however you want to sum that up or illustrate that you go by all means do that. But long story short, uh, Antonio turns himself in and he ended you know, the, the police standoff, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, he was granted bail on Friday with, uh, you know, basically with three or four charges and his agreements. One of, one of several agreements, of course, was he was required to wear an ankle monitor uh, with GPS. And then he, you know, which is pr- pretty customary for high profiles to, you know, give up their passports and go through some sort of mental evi- or for him go through some sort of mental health evaluation, which I hope was. I think, yeah. Oh. I think, I think that 
that part right there is the important part. Like, mm-hmm. I really hope that this this honestly might be the best thing for him. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to be checked mentally to see if he's mentally healthy. Hold him accountable at this point. Yeah, I I am. I'm holding him accountable. Um, oh, that's no, not no, I was trying to call you. I was oh. like saying like we need, like we need to like they need to hold him accountable. My, my bad. Oh, okay. My, my I see what man. you're saying. Gotcha. Appreciate you. Yeah, just he needs to be checked. Um, we need to be put in check. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's just too much. This is a sign of. Now I'm not a, a mental health expert, but it just feels like something's off. It's been incident after incident. Um, you kind of seen this guy unraveling over the past few months, over a year, mm-hmm. and you hope that it doesn't end up being Tra- worse. Tragic. You're always like, every, right? And every time you look up at a headline for Antonio Brown, you don't want to, you never want to wish harm on anybody. Mm-hmm. So, or him harming anyone or anything like that. So. I think this is for the best for this is the best for him to um see if he's right mentally. Um not even worry about football right now just mm-hmm. cuz you got a family man, you have kids looking up to you and it's not not that he's going to hear this but <laughs> it's just like mental health is very very important man. Like a lot of people kind of put it down or not seeing it as something that's not take it serious. very healthy or yeah serious. It's very very serious, man. And not and not to uh, not to excuse uh, Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Oh my or, bad. Yeah, Aaron, no, you're good. I was just gonna say I watched that Netflix documentary with Aaron Hernandez, and and I'm not excusing him for what he did, but when they kind of talked about CTE and how that he was one of the youngest to have it mm-hmm. uh, at that age, like the severity of it. I'm not right. saying that caused him to do what he did, but I feel like that definitely didn't help. mess with. Right. And not everybody is going to uh, act the same or react the same to having something wrong with their brain. So because we still don't know a lot about health, it. <laughs> right. Still in right. The dark about and, you know, people and, Net, and docu- documentaries in general can be biased this way or that way. But one thing I did get from that, and of course what he did was wrong. That is the truth. And I'm not going around that. But That's the one thing line. that I, right. And one thing I learned from that documentary or what I thought was important was how CTE is like very, very serious. I, mean, I knew it was serious, but. It's 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 becoming more and more prevalent each day, and like you see these players retiring early. Luke Keekley mm-hmm. retired early. Patrick Andrew Willis. Luck, even though it wasn't for his concussion. Patrick Willis. You see, Calvin like star Johnson. players retiring early Last because in their Detroit. careers That's because horrible. <laughs> you see <laughs> these players retire early in their careers, and I think it has something to do with them wanting to be mentally stable when they're in their forties, yeah. their fifties. Um, Junior Seau took his life to have his. I mean, because he was going through stuff. It's just like there's too many examples out there. You know, we out there we for love us to the reference. game, but yeah, man, it's 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 serious. So, 
Um, I just hope for his sake that he gets the help he needs. Like, I really mean that because you don't want to look up and see another headline, like the worst possible headline you can see. So, yeah. Um, hopefully for him, he gets he gets the help and we'll see a better things will start to improve in his life. So, um, can only hope, man. I can only hope, man. I can only hope. Um, your boy Eli Dane Manning. Oh, Manning boy. Oh, put his jersey up for good. What you think about it? I mean, shout out to him. Uh, it's very rewarding career that we got to see in the last few years. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, you know, that's, <laughs> uh, probably had two of the most historic Super Bowl runs that we've ever seen or that anybody's ever seen. Um, but this one is definitely one of those head scratchers that when he retires, like this, I more than anything, cause we see this conversation a lot with across all sports, you know, does he belong in the hall of fame? How soon will he be in the hall of fame? Is it going to be unanimous? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be first ballot, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for this one, this is probably one of the most divided I've seen people and this is on the radio, this is on TV, this is on Twitter. Uh, I haven't been on Facebook, so I wouldn't know how people respond to that. But you have legit arguments from both sides of when he retired. Where does this leave him at as far as Canton is concerned? Because, you you know, he does have the two Super Bowl rings where there's not many quarterbacks can say they have two Super Bowl rings. Shoot, there's not that many franchises that say they can say they have two Super Bowl rings. And in that, there's not yeah. too many people that say that not too many quarterbacks that can say that they beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice. So, but then when you say that, there's also, you know, what type of biases exist with, you know, his last name, him being a Manning. What type of yeah. biases exist because he's in, you know, in the limelight of the New York media? Uh, what type of biases exist when you consider that, you know, he's his career total, you know, his career total wins loss record is, you know, at 500. So there's a lot of things to unpack there. Now, thankfully, the sports writers, they'll, I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame, whether people want to, you know, like it or not. Now, those are just the facts. He's going there. Yeah. So I agree. All those, you know, arguments that you or all those hundreds of pages of notes and documents that you can reference about, you know, different quarterbacks being in the hall of fame with this stat or that stat and not having this, but you say what you sometimes, want. He's, he's, he's I, I, yeah. And I was, I, sometimes you just got to throw stats out the window yeah. or throw records out the window. <laughs> throw and logic just, out the window sometimes. Yeah. Just <laughs> more like an eye test. Like I know these last few years, he wasn't the best quarterback at all. Um, but those two Super Bowl runs were crazy. Yeah. Historic. Like some of those throws were just his, like, like like you said, historic plays, historic plays in those Super Bowl games, mm-hmm. throws that he made, uh, maneuvering in the pocket. It's Knocking just off some of the teams that he did. Yeah, and sometimes you just gotta say, man, throw the record out. Yeah, you, you just see what Hall of Fame moments are about, and like and, I and, never was the biggest Eli Manning fan, and I didn't hate him. Yeah. You know, but he made plays, man. Yeah. He got him two Super Bowl rings. He and knocked off 
the greatest quarterback ever twice. Yeah. So and then to play uh, for me to play, to let me, me play yeah. devil's advocate here. And then in the same, which makes this entire argument so unique, is in the same breath, the only playoff wins that he had were in those two runs, those two years. All the other seasons were either he didn't make the playoffs or they were one and done. Yeah. And then on top of that, (laughs) believe it or not, he's had what I think four, four or five Pro Bowl seasons. But he's never, he's not once, not once has he had a, no, not, not even, I mean, because he has Super Bowl MVPs that can take oh, the place okay. of it, but not once has he been listed as a, an all pro, uh, on an all pro team, not the first team at least. Mm. And I don't know if you can think of any quarterback that has been in the Hall of Fame that hasn't been, I mean, that alone, I mean, the Pro Bowl is one thing, those are, you know, popularity contests, but, the all pro teams or the decade teams, those, the sports writers that, you know, do the voting and, th- and things like that, they put a lot of stock in that. So what do you make of that? Another thing, the interceptions, leading the league yeah. in interceptions, you know, in so many years, like how do you leverage that? The only thing I can think of is Brett Favre. Is Brett Favre, you know, still made it to the Hall of Fame, given that, you know, he, you know, such a gunslinger that he was, all the interceptions that he had. But there, it's very interesting to see all the arguments that people are coming up with um, about, you know, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he not a Hall of Famer? But realistically, he's a, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. He's going in the Hall. And it's not going to be the last man in to go in the Hall because I think there's another one. I think there's a, a high school one right now. I don't know whose kid it is. <laughs> but he's a he's Cooper. Got, it's Cooper's kid. Okay, it's Cooper's kid. The, the one, one that, that didn't injured. make it into the league. Yeah, the one that got yeah. injured. Okay, so Cooper's kid, he's going to. He's and he, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be the last man in to get to the Hall of Fame, but or yeah. let me not get ahead of myself. Get to the NFL, but these dudes they're they aren't going anywhere. The Manning legacy isn't going anywhere. So I don't know, man. I just think at some point you knock off the greatest quarterback all the time twice, right? On the biggest stage, it's kind I of kind think of that, that that trumps numbers to me. Yeah. That trumps, you know what he struggled or struggled to uh, get on those other years. It's just, it's really, I mean, like you said, he's going to get in. It's just, you could try to hurt yourself thinking about it, but I mean, aside from the mental gymnastics that you got to use to keep him out of the hall of fame, it's just much easier to say, yeah, he's probably going now. He's more than likely not going to be first ballot. um, But at the same time, he's got so many things going for him. So yeah. We have wait and see. One of our favorite things to listen to, Dane, is the untold stories. Oh my gosh! Uh, with our guy Master Tess, uh, his uh, <laughs> his latest episode was. Uh, oh, and it, for those that don't know, Master Tess is from Bleacher Report. Yeah, and uh, he has these little unique interview sessions with True these former Hollywood NFL stories. players, right? Knew. And they tell that the players tell. Um, basically, literally untold stories of different funny, crazy things that happen while they're in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and this recent episode had Donovan McNabb, and he was talking Man. with Donovan about their NFC Championship runs back in the day. Them fools were uh, at, diabolical. And, yeah, back to back to back NFC Championship games, and how they were after they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. How they were clamoring 
and uh, how they were clamoring to get back to the big stage and, mm-hmm. you know, they were going to get back. And he mentioned the T.O. situation where T.O. was uh, now reporting to camp. And, you know, Donovan and T.O. <laughs> have been having this feud. Yeah, they've been having this feud ever since this time. The, so he me, mentioned how you know how oh, old go ahead, the feud is, you know how old the feud is. Uh the T.O. and Donovan McNabb beef is is old enough to drive next year. That's <laughs> that's how uh uh dude from CBS or So CBS, almost eighteen year old Yeah. Beef. Yeah, something and that's not something I didn't make that up. Somebody on Twitter said that. Oh wait, sixteen year old beef. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's that beef is old enough to drive next it's year. Crazy. So yeah, but, but my bad. I mean, uh, keep keep going, brother. Yeah, so Donovan had mentioned how, you know, what what T.O. had did in the offseason was kind of a distraction to the team, and mm-hmm. it kind of unraveled from that point. But they had already had previous – this has been mentioned so much over the past few years, and that's mm-hmm. why we mentioned how long this beef was going on. And so T.O. responded on Twitter. Going in. Uh, uh, going in. The only way about, that he knows how. Yeah, typical Terrell Owens. Uh, he mentioned, oh, I know one of his quote tweets said, uh, ask him why he was throwing up in the Super Bowls because he was partying oh. the night before, hungover. Which he had a history of uh, doing, dating back to his college days. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I really like both these guys. And during this time, like, during the run that the Eagles had, mm-hmm. I like seeing Donovan and T.O. I wish that tandem would have stayed together longer, but because I think they would have eventually got back uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, because he T.O. came back. He had the broken leg that year. Played with a screw in his leg and and balled out. Um, So I think I think they were clutch enough to get back there. But you you hate to see that these guys are still feuding. In my opinion, I just think. At this point, why does it really matter? It's pride, it's like, man. It's, it's pride. It's, yeah. It's going to be. Tio's very prideful. And What are you saying? Their beef is going to be what the Magic and Zeke beef was for the 80s and 90s. And what the Kobe and Shaq beef was for the 2000s. And the, the best thing about those two beefs is they resolved them. So I'm not saying anytime soon, but eventually they're going to have to come to terms of like, you know what? We grown men. We're going to have to just squash this and, you know, move on about our lives. But yeah, there's a lot of bitterness and unresolved. I mean, sports will do that to you, especially when you're, when you're as consistent, when you were consistently as good as that Eagles dynasty. Well, I can't say they were a dynasty because they didn't technically win anything back then, but they were, there's no one that can deny they were dominant. For and it was it was it four straight eight was it four straight NFC championships they went to? Yep. Okay. Yep. You there's no way in hell that you can argue that they weren't a you know a great team that there wasn't something that was going right for you to end up in four NFC championships in a row. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, say what you want. Whether it's you know Donovan you know not being a true leader and owning up to his mistakes, or To being you know a narcissistic a-hole or someone who doesn't, you know, every time he goes somewhere, drama always falls, call it whatever you want, but whatever it is, at some point in time, 
those two dudes are going to have to put it, you know, put all that BS to the side and shake hands and put this behind them because, I mean, they're both, they both were great. But this back yep. and forth is is come on, it's getting a little old, y'all. Y'all too getting old, there, gets, getting getting sixteen years old. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I said we, all that to say this: I'm on To's side, <laughs> <laughs> like mostly everybody, <laughs> like mostly everybody. Yeah, that's my dog. I, I when I mentioned this to Bo, he's he Bo hates Donovan McNabb so bad. It's funny, man. I, mean, I got to get Bo to come on the pod one time. Man, tell us how he that. tell I mean, us how he really feels about Donovan yeah. McNabb. But it's it's true, it's yeah. true. Like, I mean, To goes after everybody, but that's because a lot of people. I mean, believe it, believe it or not, a lot of people have done him wrong, done him dirty, the way they did him yeah. in Dallas, uh, and made him the scapegoat for their you know the failures when that's not necessarily true. But I mean, for Donovan to act as on that episode, for Donovan to act as innocent, excuse mm-hmm. me, as he was and not own anything, it kind of, I mean, and there's no, there's no telling because the interview itself was only like five minutes long. And I'm, I, I'm, we know for a fact they didn't just meet for five minutes. It was probably like yeah. an hour or 30 minutes and they chopped up with what would get the best oh, yeah, views and the sure. most views. So there's no telling what all went down so he maybe he was transparent maybe he was you know hey i did you know create some faults but that's not going to get your views the greedy ugly dirty backstabbing stuff that's what's going to get you the views so that's probably what's posted that's just what i'm guessing here um but yeah 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 whatever whatever the case may be get your popcorn ready get your popcorn ready get your popcorn ready and I think that is it for us, Dane. Man. Uh, episode seven. In the books. In the books. In the books. It was, a, it was a long one, but had a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. A lot, a lot, of, good of, stuff. A lot of stuff cover. But yeah, man. Um, What you got going on this weekend? Uh, hmm. Man, just chilling. Uh, well, I think we got new member orientation at church tomorrow. And hey. uh chilling for the most part, man. Watching some watching the senior bowl. Hmm. I need to, or is that next week? Man, I, I can't remember next week. You can, it's, it's, it's gonna be streaming. It's gonna be streaming. It's definitely gonna be yeah, streaming. I so I can out. I can find you a link. Um Yeah. Do that, my guy. Uh um dates. But um as usual. Oh, we appreciate man. y'all listening, lending your ears yeah. to us talk stuff oh, and sports. Se- senior Bowl tomorrow, tomorrow one thirty, Saturday. Okay, probably by the time this is released. See, I'll watch it. Right. Um, yeah, pretty my much. Bad. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. My bad. You can edit this part out if you need to. I apologize. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> oh, appreciate you, my brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, appreciate you lending your ears, listening yep. to us once again. Yep, um, you could be anywhere doing anything at this time, but you're here with be us. Be anywhere listening to us. Run our mouths. Listening, li- one of us. <laughs> um, so we thank you. Uh, you can follow us. I am at Dieps Right Steps on Twitter. Dane, what are you? Uh, I am at on the Twitter. I am at. D A N E 
TX. That's Dame. B- oh man, I said that wrong. The ceiling oh. is the roof. I'm at Dane B T X, and that's D A N E B T X on the Twitter. <laughs> you gotta edit this you're out, man, or else I'm not you, coming nah, back. Nah, you can't. I ain't you coming can't, back. You're killing me with that ceiling. Ceiling is the roof. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. Or who was um, that that did a, a, a sports chant but spelled it wrong? I forgot who, who was that. Was that uh, it was at the draft too. Somebody did it at the draft and did it wrong. Okay, I, I can't remember. My bad. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to get us off that game. My bad. <sighs> my, 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 my. Good man. Uh, our podcast Twitter is at the duo S and S, and we appreciate. You guys, once again, listening, showing support, love, sharing our podcast with your friends, family, all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, Dang, we have we have overseas listeners now. Actually, oh, they we've just gone <laughs> international. Shout out. We've to gone you. international. No, like one play from Spain, so that's cool. Hey, <laughs> and and one from England, so hey. that's that's pretty cool. We're gonna have to start learning Spanish, Dang. So, uh, hmm, I know Spanish. Shoot. Say something in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you a fool, bro. You a fool. But uh, we appreciate you guys, and we'll holler at y'all on the next one. All right. Peace out, y'all. Yep. Be easy.